Matt Schaff and Jared Smola of DraftSharks.com here to preview the week 15 main slate for DFS. Of course, I'm glad, Jared, that we don't have whatever that was last night between the Raiders and Chargers to factor into this. I guess we'll see if we have any other games that go anywhere that strange. I, th- I feel like it was the kind of game that really makes you, I don't know, rethink being a fantasy analyst and giving people (laughs) advice because I specifically advised someone to not play Jacoby Myers. They were asking me if they should go ahead and play him or wait on Taysom Hill with Gabe Davis as insurance on Taysom Hill. And I was like, yeah, I would probably go ahead and wait on that. And if you look at it, if you looked at without the touchdowns, he had four targets, two catches, 32 yards, not playing Jacoby Myers was the right thing to do. But he, of course, caught a touchdown among those two catches and threw a touchdown to Devontae Adams. So it's an example of how you can get it right, but also get it wrong. Yeah, I say it all the time. These Thursday night games never go how you expect them to. I do think it's a factor with these teams on, you know, short rest and short prep time. Um, Luckily, we don't have to worry about that on our, you know, DFS main slates. I do think it is a time of the year, though, where we do need to factor in motivation for some of these teams. I mean, some of these teams at this point have nothing left to play for. They might start, you know, mixing in some younger guys. So that that definitely needs to be part of our, our process these last few weeks. We will look ahead to this slate, which not only misses that Thursday night game, but also misses the Monday night Eagle Seahawks, misses Sunday night Ravens Jaguars, misses three Saturday games. So, I mean, we've got a lot that is not available to us. Might make it a more interesting slate, might make it tougher. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. Jared, how did week 14 treat you before we get to that week 15 group? Yeah, week 14 was decent. Um, you know, our uh, Desmond Ritter, Drake London stack hit big. Unfortunately, Mike Evans um, did not hit in that game, which sort of prevented my um, Ritter London teams from winning anything big. We hit on James Cook. That was nice. We hit on, hit on Odell Beckham. That was nice. Gabe Davis, uh, Gabe Davis dust, which which hurt. So you know, just another one of those weeks where we got a lot right. But um, you, know, you, you pretty much got to be perfect to win a tournament. And we were not perfect last week. Well, let's look to week 15 now and try to get more perfecter. And of course, we're going to hit DraftKings and then FanDuel with our picks. If you only play on FanDuel and you want to skip right to those, check the timestamps in the show notes below, whether you're watching or listening. It's available. You can get to the exact time that you want. Quarterback Jared on DraftKings this week, we've got Matthew Stafford at his 6K salary. He leads our QBs in dollars per point. 11% projected roster rate, second only to Sam Howell, who is, of course, on the other side of that matchup with the Rams this week. Are we building around that LA Washington matchup for week 15? Yeah, I'm, I'm having deja vu because there was like a three week stretch in the middle of the season where I was playing Matt Stafford every week and um, that those did not work out. I guess we were just a little early on the Matt Stafford train because the, you know, the touchdowns have finally started coming. I am playing Matt Stafford as my cash game quarterback. We'll have at least one Matt Stafford team in tournaments as well. This is easily the biggest passing mismatch of the week. If you look at passing DVOA over the last five weeks. The the commanders are dead last by a wide margin in past defense DVOA. They're actually way worse over the past five weeks than they were even over the first nine weeks. And then the Rams are second in pass offense DVOA over the last five weeks. Matt Stafford averaging 248 passing yards, 2.8 passing touchdowns per game over his last four. The Rams neutral pass rate has rebounded too. There was a stretch in the middle of the season where they were going pretty run heavy over the last three weeks. They've gone 61%, 61%, and 59% pass in neutral situations. And I would expect them to lean a bit towards the pass, at least in this matchup against a bad commander's pass defense. The Rams, 28 and a half point implied total. That's the second highest on the main slate behind only the 49ers. 
it's not hard to see the path for Matthew Stafford. He had a good week against the Ravens last week, gets Washington this week. But on the tourney side of things, are you fading him a little bit more? Because he, he's not a lock. And if he, if he doesn't happen to get the touchdowns throwing, it's not like he has rushing to back him up. I definitely want a piece of Stafford. It's not like where I'm going to go all in and make all my tournament teams Stafford teams. But I will have at least one tournament team um, with Matt Stafford. I think, I mean, you know, playing Kyron Williams and hoping the touchdowns come on the ground is viable too. Not that Williams is going to be um, sneaky either but for the tournament side as a pivot off Stafford in the same price range I like Jordan Love who is 6200 so he's a bit pricier than Stafford 9% projected ownership I even think the gap between Stafford and Love is going to be bigger than that yeah I would guess Love is more like five six percent and most of the tournaments you're going to get into Love coming off a, a bad game last week on Monday night against the Giants but he had been awesome in his previous five games 7.9 yards per across those five games 11 touchdowns versus just two interceptions 23.6 plus DK points in three of those previous five games. So he has shown that potentially, you know, deliver a tournament winning score at this price tag gets the bucks on Sunday who are 26th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Tampa, of course, just gave up that 347 yard game to Desmond Ritter last week. It was Ritter's uh, the most passing yards of his entire career. So it's, it's an excellent matchup for love. Yeah. A lot of more established quarterbacks than Jordan love. You might, look at at his performance Monday night and say, yeah, it's one game. I know he's better than that. I'm going to go ahead and bet on him in this matchup, but I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if fewer people are on him because we've gotten good and we've gotten bad from Jordan love this year. And people are left to determine what's more likely to happen this week at running back. Pretty freaking boring. I think when Christian McCaffrey leads our DK dollars per point, but I'd be a little scared not to play him against the Cardinals this week. Is that where we're starting with that cash lineup? Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey's four touchdown game earlier this season came against the Cardinals. He had 51.7 DraftKings points. I think it was in that game. So I'm going to play Christian McCaffrey in, ca- in cash. I'm also going to play Kyron Williams in cash. I like playing both Matt Stafford and Kyron Williams. Just soak up all the touchdowns, hopefully, you know, from this Rams offense, which again has that 28 point implied total and Kyron Williams usage crazy over the last three weeks now 20.7 carries and 5.0 targets per game 24.2 expected ppr points per game over that stretch for kyron williams that's over three points more than any other running back in that stretch so williams is getting you know even better usage than christian mccaffrey is and washington they they played pretty solid run defense early on this season but they are down to 18th and run defense dvoa over the last five weeks they're giving up 4.5 yards per carry to running backs over that span so it's still a better matchup for la's passing game but it's it's a good matchup for for williams on the ground as well yeah, there's not a whole lot to be scared of on the Washington side at this point. Tournament, what do you like at running back? It's kind of another pivot here off, you know, Kyron Williams, who's going to be plenty popular. Saquon Barkley for $200 last, $7,300. The Saints defense in general has been awful for a while now. Their run defense is 31st in DVOA over the past five weeks. They've allowed 4.7 yards per carry to running backs over that span. Four total running back touchdowns over their last five games. And Barkley's been really good with Tommy DeVito, who's, you know, kind of revived this Giants offense over the last four games with DeVito. Barkley's averaging 70 rushing yards per game on 4.8 yards per carry. He's also averaging 3.8 targets per game on a 15% target share. So good usage. He's been efficient. Good matchup here for Saquon. I think, you know, it's uncomfortable playing him over Kyron Williams at basically the same price. But I think that's why you're going to get, you know, Barkley at like a third or a quarter of the ownership. 
Yeah, I mean, you generally have to find something that's a bit uncomfortable, and that's what makes it a less popular play if you want to climb the tournament ranks. Wide receiver, we've already talked about a 6K top quarterback for the week. We've talked about Christian McCaffrey, who's expensive. Kyron Williams is not going to save you much salary space. So we probably could use some savings at wide receiver. And if you look in the lineup generator, we've got three wide receivers with 3K level salaries leading our DK dollars per point rankings. Michael Wilson of the Cardinals, Demario Douglas of the Patriots, Wandale Robinson from the Giants. Jared, are any of those three guys making your cash lineup plans? Yeah, probably. And Wandale Robinson's the guy I'm leaning towards as of now coming off a nice game. Um, you know, gets the Saints matchup. We've been attacking the Saints slot corner for a lot of the season and that's you know Wondell Robinson's matchup this week so I, I do like Wondell he'll probably end up in my cash lineup assuming I need one of those super cheap guys the first guy in for me though is, is your boy Jaden Reed at $4,900 who yeah. is our fourth best dollars per point value he's playing an awesome cash game role right now um, Jaden Reed over the last four games 7.3 targets per game 2.3 carries per game and he has a 4.4 yard average depth of target over those those uh, last four games. So that's resulted in a 69% catch rate. So it's a lot of these short, high percentage passes, maybe caps the ceiling, ceiling a little bit, but definitely gives them a, a pretty high floor. And um, as we talked about with Love, this is a good matchup for Reed. The Bucks are 30th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. There's no ceiling cap when he also runs the ball like Debo Samuel. Tourney side, Jared, we've got Garrett Wilson, Jaden Reed, Amari Cooper leading the projected ownership. Are you fading those guys, including the one that you just talked about for cash lineups? On my love team, I'll play Reed plus probably another piece of this passing game. On non-love teams, I like fading Reed and playing Romeo Dobbs from, from you know this same passing game. Dobbs is $400 more expensive. Um, he's going to be much, much lower on. I don't know how much exactly, but you're going to get an ownership break. He is averaging just 5.5 targets per game over the last four, but he has a 12.5 yard average depth of target. So he's getting more of those downfield looks. Dobbs also has 13 end zone targets on the season. That um, is ninth among all wide receivers. Jaden Reed, by comparison, has just six end zone targets. So I think Dobbs is still the better bet for the big play and probably a better touchdown bet. Um, and again, you're getting him at, at a much lower ownership. So I like him as a pivot. Again, on love teams, I might play both of these guys. But on non-love teams, I might um, you know mix in Romeo Dobbs as a you know relatively cheap low-owned option. I mentioned the top three in projected ownership. Number four on that list is Demarcus Robinson, which I think shows just how yeah. into Matthew Stafford and the Rams people are this week. To me, yeah. a popular Demarcus Robinson, even at 3600 yeah. bucks, seems like an easy tournament fade because if you get the points, you're not getting that big a, a boost because lots yeah. of other teams are also getting the points. And I mean, Demarcus Robinson at his best is the third wide receiver on that team and gets lucky. So I, I would be totally fading him. What about you? Yep, for sure. He was someone like going into the week. I thought maybe you know, he might be the sneaky, you know, part of a Ram stack, but if he's at all popular, he's a pretty easy fade for me. I mean, P Cooper cup and Pukunaku are both priced under eight K. So it's easy to make a Stafford stack with one of them. And you can even um, double stack uh, both those guys with Stafford tight end. We've got $2,900 Chig Aconquo leading the DK dollars per point. Looks like he's headed for high popularity this week as well. Are you using them? Cash, I'm using Chico Conquo. I know it's uncomfortable. He's had a, a rough season overall, but he does have five plus targets now in three straight games and four of his last five. This Josh Wiley injury has actually mattered too. Um, Wiley left two weeks ago early. 
Chig ran her out on 63% of the Titans pass plays in that one. And then Josh Wiley missed last week's game and Chig was up to a 76% route rate. Wiley has not practiced so far this week. So it looks like he's going to miss again. So that does matter at least a little bit. I do think Chig is a, is a good target bet for this price tag. And he gets Houston who is 30th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. I would say that Chigakonkwo's limited use this season makes me interested in Josh Wiley as a dynasty deep stash, like, you know, stick him at the body of your roster and see what, see what happens for next year and beyond. Turney side of tight end, what do you like? For starters, if George Kittle's actually going to be 4% owned, which is where we have him at, I think you definitely want to get a piece of George Kittle. I mean, to me, he has the highest ceiling among all tight ends at this point, even higher than, than Travis Kelsey. And if you look at the numbers, it would back that up. Kittle has four games of 22 plus DraftKings points this season. Travis Kelsey only has three of those and you're getting you know, a pretty big price discount by playing George Kittle. So if that ownership stays in single digits against this bad Cardinals pass defense, I think Kittle's a great play. I am probably going to mix in some Logan Thomas, at least on my Matt Stafford teams as a run back. Thomas has been disappointing lately. He has just two catches on five targets over his last two games, but he's still leading Washington tight ends in pass routes. And he gets this Rams matchup. We've played a bunch of tight ends against the Rams this season. It's been working out quite a bit. The Rams are 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. And they have allowed a tight end to score at least 13 PPR points in five of their last six games. Now, tight ends are consistently scoring a, a solid number of points against this defense. What do you like at flex this week on DraftKings? I do think Zeke Elliott is in play for cash at least. Um, he's $5,800, 22 carries and eight targets last week on a 91% snap rate. That, of course, was with Ramondre Stevenson out. It looks like Stevenson's going to be out again this Sunday. The, the Patriots are eight and a half point underdogs to KC, but if Zeke's going to get that type of passing game usage, I think his floor is pretty solid. So I like Zeke and Cash. It'll probably be a fade for me in tournaments at pretty high ownership. I just don't, I don't see the ceiling. I know we just scored, I think it was like 27 DraftKings points last week. I just, I, I don't think that's likely. So it'll probably be someone I'll fade in tournaments. I like Antonio Gibson actually better for tournaments. He's a bit cheaper. I think he'll come in a bit lower owned. We don't know how the carries will be divvy between Gibson and Rodriguez, but we know Gibson's going to gonna dominate the pass catching work. He's already averaging 3.1 catches per game this season on 3.7 targets. And I think, you know, he could get even more passing game work than that, uh, assuming Robinson is out on Sunday. And he really should lead the rushing work. He's had plenty of, yeah. you know, even just modest rushing rushing success for Washington. It's, he's a lot more established than Chris Rodriguez. So we'll see where they go. But there should be plenty of touches going to Gibson, you know, just to the point of him versus Zeke Elliott there. Defense, $2,500 Jets facing the Dolphins atop our DK dollars per point. I'm not sure I could pull that trigger outside of maybe mm. a small share of tourney lineups. What about you, Jared? Oh, I'm in on the Jets. I'm playing them in cash. I'm going to play them in tournaments if they're 2% wow. owned. Why not? We, we talked about them as a play last week. They put up 12 points against Houston. Um, they put up 13 DraftKings points against Miami a couple of weeks ago. You have Tyreek Hill, if he's even play in this game. If he does, he's not going to be at 100%. The weather looks bad in this game, which... I almost don't like because I want Miami throwing it more. It's, it's a game where Miami definitely could go run heavy. Um, you know, if the you know Jets offense isn't really going to threaten if it's bad weather and Tyree Kill is banged up. But um, yeah, I like the Jets for cash as a cheap play. And if they're again, if they're going to be coming in at 2%, um, I think they're a good tournament play as well. Any other defenses you're looking at? The Rams are the only one that really like sticks out to me. And the Jets and the Rams are our top two values on the slate this week. Um, like, see, like the, the Rams I like because you're going to get a bunch of passing attempts out of the commanders. So I, you know, they might even have a higher ceiling. They, they do have a higher ceiling than, than the Jets do in this matchup. You got to pay up for them a little bit. And they're going to be popular too. They're coming in at 13% projected ownership. But again, you can always you, you can mix in you know more popular defenses on teams that are you know contrarian elsewhere. And we'll see if any defense has Raiders defense upside 
side on Sunday's main slate. Jared's got more picks and analysis available for you in his weekly cash game and tournament articles for DraftKings on DraftSharks.com. So make sure you check those out. Now we're going to switch over to look at the top plays of the week on FanDuel's main slate. And Jared, the quarterback, is the same guy at the top on FanDuel yep. as it is on DK. Matthew Stafford leads the dollars per point there, currently leads the projected ownership. I'm going to assume that he's your cash quarterback on FanDuel as well. Yeah, he is. I mean, Josh Allen is close to Stafford in our uh, you know value rankings, and I do think there's a case to be made for for Allen. You know, the gap between those two guys isn't as big as, as it is on DraftKings, but I I kind of want to play Christian McCaffrey in cash on Fanduel as well. He's super expensive over here, so if you want to do that, you do have to play Stafford, and I feel good about Stafford. You know, great matchup here. The Rams have the second highest implied total on the main slate. Um, you know, no weather concerns in this game, so I do think Stafford is a, a pretty safe cash bet. What about tournament side of quarterback on Fanduel? I'm going to give Justin Fields a look at. If his ownership stays where it's projected now at just 6%, um, $7,900, so pretty nice price tag. Justin Fields has 42 carries over the last three weeks. Um, the Browns are dealing with a bunch of injuries on defense, which I know you outlined on Twitter. Um, if you look at DVOA, too, the Browns defense has kind of slumped lately. Over the last five weeks, they are 10th in pass defense DVOA. They were up in the top three for, for um, you know the first nine weeks of the season. And the Browns are 19th in run defense DVOA over the last five weeks, which, of course, matters quite a bit for someone like Justin Fields. So you know, give me a quarterback hitting that type of rushing volume, and I think he's definitely – um, you know, worth a look in tournaments. I agree with that. Now, running back, I think I heard yeah. you say you kind of want to play Christian McCaffrey this week. I think you're going to need to make it a stronger feeling than that if you're going to fit in a $10,500 salary into your lineup. So are we feeling something stronger? Or you only kind of want to play Christian McCaffrey. I, I really want to play McCaffrey, you know, getting him in at the 10, 10, five is tough. And there are, I mean, there's other viable plays. I mean, you can make a good cash lineup this week without Christian McCaffrey, but again, I also, I also want him in my lineup because he did have that four touchdown game against uh, the Cardinals earlier this season. The Niners have a 30 point implied total. That's easy, easily highest on the main slate. So looking to get McCaffrey in there, I'm, I'm definitely playing Rashad white, who is still, I think underpriced on FanDuel at just $7,600. He has 12 plus FanDuel points now in eight straight games, 14, plus in six of those eight. We know the volume is going to be there, really both on the ground and through the passing game at this point. Um, gets the Packers, who are 21st in adjusted fantasy points allowed through running backs. Green Bay down to 28th in run defense DVOA over the last five weeks now. They've allowed 5.2 yards per carry through running backs over that span. So I really think it's a spot where um, you know, White should be more efficient than usual on the ground. Yeah, he's remained a favorite pick of mine in the DFS drafting that I do. You love to see the run that Rashad White's on. Tournament yeah. side, what do you like in a running back? Yeah, so Rashad White is projected for his 8% ownership. So I think he's an excellent play if he stays anywhere in that range. I also like Bijan Robinson as a tournament play, $8,600. So he's getting up there in price. But I think because of that, he's projected for just 5% ownership. Robinson is finally getting, I think, the usage we kind of wanted him, or if you took him in the first round of drafts this summer, you kind of wanted him to get all season. He's averaging 16 and a half carries and five targets per game over his last four outings. Now he's fifth among running backs and expected half PPR points over that span. So you know, he's getting high-end RB1 usage and gets the Panthers on Sunday who are 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed through running backs. Most popular look like Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, Antonio Gibson among running backs this week. Antonio Gibson, you know, wasn't that high up there on DK, but his $5,600 salary and expected workload here make it understandable why he would be high in the expected ownership yeah. rankings. Are you overlooking or looking past 
the projected rostered rate on any of those running backs and using them anyway for tournaments? I mean, I think in a vacuum, they're all good fades. Like I get the price tag. You might need them. You might need one of those cheap guys to make your, your lineup work. I think Gibson, especially that's, that's a nice price tag, but like on, on, on Fando with the half PPR, that kind that hurts Gibson's, you know, upside, I think, because you're kind of hoping it's, you know, a six, seven, eight catch game that, you know, that you know, makes him a strong play this week. So I would try to fade those guys, but I get, you know, again, um, you don't need to get weird at every spot on your tournament teams. You can definitely play a, a chalk piece or two. Wide receiver CD lamb at $9,200 leads our fan duel dollars per point. He's tied for just ninth though, in projected ownership, Jared, with uh, among the guys ahead of him in popularity, Stefan Diggs at 8,500 Debo Samuel, 8,400. So, you know, it makes sense if much cheaper receivers are ahead of him to me, but I think he might be a little bit underrated this week. Um, maybe because of that salary, I guess first we'll start with yeah. cash is, is CD lamb in your plans there or not because you have, um, Christian yeah. McCaffrey in the lineup. Yeah, you can't play McCaffrey and Lamb. Well, you, you probably could, but it, it wouldn't be a good overall lineup. So I, I'm going to play McCaffrey instead of Lamb in cash games. I, I agree, though. It's a good spot for CD Lamb's game where the Cowboys should be pushed throughout. The Bills have struggled against slot receivers this season. I think it's 55% of Lamb's snaps this season have come from the slot. So it's a good matchup. I like him in, in tournaments at that lower ownership. For cash games at wide receiver, I, I'm starting with Rashi Rice at $6,500. 10, 9, and 10 targets over his last three games. Now, and he finally was basically a full-time player last week, season high, 82% route rate. Patriots have been really good against the run lately, not so good against the pass. So, you know, it could be a game where the Chiefs skew pass heavier than, than even usual. And I think, you know, Rice at this point is a pretty clear, you know, at least 1B to Travis Kelsey in this passing game. Tourney side, we like it wide out on FanDuel. To go along with Justin Fields, I think DJ Moore, he's coming in at just 6% ownership as well. And, you know, $7,900, so he's not cheap. The matchup on paper still looks tough. The Browns are third in adjusted points allowed to, to wide receivers on, on the season. But again, they do have some injuries. We'll see if they get Denzel Ward back this week. But I mean, DJ Moore has just been awesome with Justin Fields for a while now. You know, in these last three games with Fields back, DJ Moore has 19.1, 16.9, and 23.8 Fando points. And then the two games prior to Fields' injury, 23.1 and 45 Fando points for DJ Moore. So you know, he's just getting a ton of targets. He's been efficient with Justin Fields. And again, he's coming in with pre pretty low ownership this week. Any Browns run back on those Justin Fields, DJ Moore teams? I haven't thought about it. I mean, I think if there would be, it'd be Amari Cooper to me. Um, I still don't really want to mess with that that Bears run defense. I know the pass defense has been really good lately as well, but um, I think, you know, Cooper, two weeks ago before he left with his injury, you know, his concussion, he was, you know, dominating in targets. And then last week, he easily led the Browns in targets again. So I do think he's a pretty strong target. But I guess I guess David Njoku would be someone to consider as well as a run back on your fields teams. Tight end, Travis Kelsey up top, as usual, leads FanDuel dollars per point, despite that $7,500 salary. Also leads the ownership projections this week. Is it possible to fit him into a Christian McCaffrey cash lineup? I honestly haven't tried. Um, I usually don't even mess with Kelsey on my cash team just because I prefer to, to go cheaper. Um, you could definitely mess with it. He's obviously uh, a nice play. I'm going to go with Dalton Kincaid, though. Um, he's still down at $5,600. I know he didn't produce big fantasy numbers last week, but his usage remained awesome despite Dawson Knox's return last week. 86% route rate for Dalton Kincaid, 19% target share. If he continues getting anywhere near you know, that level of usage, he's still going to be you know top six fantasy tight end the rest of the way. And the Cowboys are just 23rd in adjusted points allowed to tight ends. They are you know tougher on wide receivers than tight ends. So that could push even a little more work Kincaid's way on Sunday. Are you concerned at all about the shoulder issue that's had him limited in practice this week just for cash lineup purposes? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping he's like not on the final injury report. If he ends up questionable, um, then it's definitely something to, you know, 
to consider maybe moving off him. Turny side, where are you leaning at tight end? Yeah, I like Logan Thomas here as well. We talked about him for DraftKings, but he's just $5,100 here on FanDuel. He's projected for 2% ownership. He's been quiet lately, just two catches on five targets over Thomas's last two games. But we've seen him have a handful of like, you know, performances that would be good enough for tournaments at this price tag. And the Rams are 29th in tight end coverage DVOA and 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. It's been a good tight end matchup all season. I definitely think, you know, in this game and a game that could turn into a shootout, Washington should be playing from behind that there's, you know, there's pretty solid upside to, to Logan Thomas this week. Flex seems like it might be a good spot to put Antonio Gibson in your cash lineup to save some salary space next to McCaffrey, right? I think so. I mean, I think Zeke Elliott too. I know Zeke is, you know, almost a thousand dollars more, but I think, I I think one of those two guys, like you said, to help you fit Christian McCaffrey in, if if you can afford it, I would prefer Zeke because we know he's going to dominate carries and get plenty of targets. Whereas, you know, Gibson, at least the, the rushing volume is a bit less certain than it is for Zeke. We talked about the jets as the top value on DK at defense. It's the other side of that matchup on FanDuel though. The dolphins lead our dollars per point also likely to be the most popular defense on the slate. What are you doing with the dolphins and any other defense here? Yeah, I would like to get to Miami in cash games and it is, it's doable, you know, at at home, big favorites against Zach Wilson and what's likely going to be bad weather. I think the jets are viable for cash if you need the savings. And I really like the jets at in tournaments as well. They're projected for just 2% ownership here on FanDuel. Again, they scored, um, 12 Fando points against Houston last week. They scored 13 against Miami a couple weeks ago. And really they faced a super tough slate of quarterbacks and offenses this season. And they still are tied for third among all main slate defenses in Fando points per game. So it's just a good defense that has proven it can produce even in these, you know, negative matchups. I would say the popularity and especially the salary tied to the Dolphins defense makes them pretty good tournament fade on FanDuel because Not only do you always want to consider fading the most popular, especially if it's a dominantly most popular defense, but the Jets were pretty good on offense last week. I know it's one game. I know it's still Zach Wilson. There's a lot more bad than good behind him, but there's a chance now at least that they have another decent offensive game and the Dolphins just aren't a great defense play this week. So just all that put together, I think, makes it a good fade and you just look somewhere else for your tournament defense. Yeah, I mean, you have the 49ers at $100 more that are going to be much, much, much less owned than Miami against Arizona. I mean, I think San Francisco has just as much upside as as Miami does. And again, you're going to get them at much lower ownership. Get more FanDuel recommendations and analysis from our pal Kevin English at DraftSharks.com. He's got articles covering cash games and tournament play on FanDuel for you every week. And the lineup generator is waiting as always to help you build lineups for cash or tourney formats on FanDuel, on DraftKings, and on Yahoo as well. Our goal with all of it to help you win week 15. 